Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. The studio right now by a Limerick mother who is pleading with the local authority in Limerick to place her family in a house closer to the hospital due to her son's illness. Olivia Cotter is currently a council tenant in Dune and her son Jude suffers from epilepsy, asthma and a condition which affects the base of his skull and spine. If he has a seizure, he can stop breathing for minutes at a time and needs urgent medical attention. They've been on the housing transfer list for almost two years now and Olivia says that every day is a risk to her son's health. Good morning to you, Olivia. Good morning, uh, Joe. Thanks doing? for having um, me on the show. So tell me a little bit about uh, Jude, uh, what age he is, the background to uh, the medical situation he finds himself in. Yeah, OK, well, Jude is only four years of age. Um we, he, we got a full diagnosis, basically, of Jude having um, epilepsy on June 2018, but he was having seizures previous to that, and it was all put down to fibril convulsions, um, even when he was younger. So Jude started having seizures when there was none fibril convulsions. So therefore then, the neurologist could obviously state definitely Jude has epilepsy and the seizures that he does have are tonic-clonic seizures. They're very violent. Um, it can happen at any time. We don't have any warnings. There's no indication of when it's going to happen, how it just happens, and when it does, it's scary. Um, Jude's seizures has often gone over the five minutes and he stops breathing in between. It's been a nightmare. It takes an ambulance over an hour to come to our house and that's in the good weather uh, when the weather is really bad in the winter it takes the ambulance an hour and a half to reach our house the paramedics themselves are so wonderful but they even think you're way too far out mm. from the hospital How distressing is it for Jude and then obviously for you? But to be honest it's been a nightmare and it's been an absolute nightmare um since the past two years, since I basically had to push to be on this transfer list under medical grounds. I had letters from doctors, from the UHL, um, from my own GP, from community social workers, from the Hillview Grove Community Committee in Dune, um, and also from other, prof- pro- um, other professionals. And... Um, it's a nightmare. It's been a nightmare because Jude wasn't able to attend nursery like all other children age of three uh, because due to his condition, the nursery at the time wasn't equipped to deal with him, which I understand completely. So therefore, I'm a member of Epilepsy Ireland and I got in touch with um, Veronica Bon, who's head over the whole Midwest region. And um, we we got the girls below trained. Now, the girls in the Montessori a nursery below are absolutely fantastic and they, they're doing great with Jude. But Jude will now have to stay back a year because he's missed out on that first year and it's after setting him back terribly. You need to give a shout out to the Montessori and... Absolutely, uh, in June. And to Avril and to Kathleen, you're fantastic. You do a great job with Jude and fully, fully appreciate it. Yeah, because, I mean, it's difficult, obviously, for them as well because they're dealing with a number of kids and, and then they're trying to help Jude specifically. Absolutely. Um, I was talking to somebody uh, recently. Um, I, I 
lucky enough, I've never actually witnessed, you know, a seizure the way you describe it. Yeah. Someone was saying that, you know, they had it in the family and it is really, can be very, very scary. Absolutely. It's it's terrifying. It's terrifying to watch. You know, you see your child turning colours and he stops breathing and you're there trying to do the best. You know, it doesn't just quickly click with you to act fast because I've been in such a state of shock. I'm still only getting used to it. And then just there at Christmas time, Jude had another seizure. He's been changed over on his medication doses twice. He was on the Capra, wasn't agreeing with him. Now he's on Tegretol, but he's on the highest amount, which is 12 mils twice daily. Now, if he gets another one, he's changing over all over again. And he has all the side effects to go through again for this medication to kick in if it does. It's a terrible thing for a child to have it to is. go through, isn't it? Absolutely. And also, Joe, like, he also had, um, I thought it was um, his appendix. It wasn't. He was rushed to the hospital. Now, my doctor is very good, Dr. Seamus O'Flynn. He has him on a ventilin inhaler for nighttime use only. But we got you then you went to the regional, as I still call it, even though I know it's changed. And um, the doctor said straight away he was he was um, actually struggling to breathe. So I was, uh, asthma came in there. He was put on steroids to start with. Now he's on two in, in, inhalers. He's on um, it's, it's a pre once for a pre attack and also the Ventolin as well. Um, he was on the nebulizer inside the hospital. And as I said to the doctors, which were very quick to diagnose it, what will I do in the event of Jude having a seizure and if he was to have a full blown asthma attack? What do I do? And the doctor was as nice as possible, Doctor Mohammed. He said. We just have to try and keep both under control. Right. You know? Um, so when Jude is uh, having a seizure at home, yeah. while it's happening, is there very much that you can do? To be honest, Joe, no. Um, I does my best to try and turn him over into the recovery position. I've went and had um, first day training done. I've even bought the dolls and all the paramedic stuff to keep all my family and my two teenage boys and my husband, all of us working together. There really isn't anything. Just have to make sure, which I didn't know, that obviously stop um, saliva going back into his throat because it could cause him to have pneumonia inside his lungs. Um, You know, he could choke. Anything could happen. It's just, and especially if he stops breathing, you know. People can imagine this scenario, but unless they've been through something similar, is it very difficult to truly understand what uh, Jude's going through and what you and the family go through? Yes, I really do think so, because Jude has had setbacks because of this, and it was hard for Jude to try and even explain if he was feeling unwell when he was having side effects from the medication. The pain-wise, it was a struggle. And for me... I found it just horrific, absolutely horrific. And only by chance, by going up to Temple Street to um, for due to have an MRI, because out in the university hospital, they weren't able to sedate him long enough and he woke up in the tunnel. But just by chance, up in Temple Street, they then came across the Chiari, which is what you were explaining about the base of the skull. So for now, we have to keep an eye on that because at the moment it's not causing too much issues, but I have noticed Jude was kind of a little bit hunched over and I was always wondering why. But now I do understand why, but he's to get another checkup in two years' time and obviously his brain's going to grow as his body will. And if it, there is any problems there regarding that, then you'd be looking into brain surgery. Oh, really? OK. 
Okay, so we're chatting to Olivia Cotter about her son Jude and you know very complex um, situation for Jude. Uh, so how have you ended up in Dune? You're in a council house there, is that That's right? That's correct. Yeah, which is well out in the county, of course, great part of the world. Yes. Um, I'm sure in general you enjoy life there. It's stunning. I have to say it's a wonderful community. Um, it's, it's like something of a postcard. The view, I live in a beautiful area with great people and I absolutely love the area. Love it. You swear, I was I came from there really, but I didn't. I came from Tomengate. Proud to be from Tomengate. Um, I came home from England a couple of years ago um, through um, myself and my partner breaking up, but we're still the best of friends. We have two teenage boys. I came home during the recession because I lost my property, lost my job. So I came back to live with my parents. And um, in the past, I had previously bought a house and my name then was on the housing register list. So therefore, I wasn't able to apply for anything. When I came home first, show, um, I was considered to be English and not to be Irish, which is very strange. What? So, yes, I wasn't able to apply, say, for my medical card. I had to use my English. Um, but you're an Irish citizen, aren't I'm you? I'm an Irish citizen, yeah. I was over there, say, nearly 14 years. So when I came back, this was the issue. And this went on for nearly a year, even with, couldn't even go to the doctor we couldn't apply for medical cards or anything for the kids. Now, the children's father is still very involved. We're still the best of friends. And he's good to his sons. Um, so I was living at home with my parents, but it was too overcrowded. So I moved into city centre and started renting. And there, there was the landlord, or they wanted to sell no, I, something. Yeah, we won't get into that. No, yeah. but, 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 so did you uh, end up applying for and then you were offered a council yes. house in Dune? Is that That's what happened? correct. So you've been very happy out there in general. The difficulty is that you need um, a, a council house closer to University Hospital Limerick in yes. Dura Doyle. Is that right? Yes, and that's correct, Joe. And also, like, to take Jude into town for any appointments, he's loads of appointments to attend anyway, besides doctors, other appointments, we have to go on the bus. So we have to be up at six o'clock every morning and have walk. It's a long walk down to the bus stop and we have to wait to get a bus for 20 past seven to bring us into the city. And in the evening, then it's 5.30 to go back out home. One bus in, one bus out. That's Ol- the way it is. That's the way it works. Olivia, what are Limerick City and County Council saying to you about your transfer application? I'll be honest. They said, yes, after me pushing, you are on the transfer housing is on the medical grounds. Although I've kept them updated the whole time with regards to Jude, I keep getting the same response. You, amongst all other applicants, will be considered for availability of a property if it becomes available. But I tell you, there has been no empathy, no sympathy. I have the impression that I feel I'm under an obligation to them. Now, I'm not asking for a handout. I'm asking for help, and that's the difference. Um, the Limer Post were fantastic to highlight my issue last week, just as you were yourself this morning, Joe, highlighting it now for me also. Bernie English, the reporter, had so much empathy more than the council. She spoke to me. In can, the, can you explain yeah. to me? So you were on, if I understand this correctly, yeah. you were on a list on medical grounds along with others on the same list on medical grounds. Is that right? Do you know what, Joe? I'm not even sure if it is with other people on medical grounds. And just to point out, like, I know of people who have been transferred back into Limerick without medical grounds, and I'm baffled. I know of eight houses that are vacant. I know that they are available. I've put it to the County Council if they could just give me some sort of clarification or a guarantee or a time waiting frame. 
Fair enough. That would be perfect. But no, same response. Constantly back. Olivia, how close to the hospital do you need to live in a council house? Ooh, to be... Well, I did pick Raheen and Dora Dyle and I was told there's no hope of me ever getting a place there. So they're... Tomengate, um, Bally Simon, you know. Do you accept that the council if they are making choices on medical grounds, do have people coming to them, you know, you have your particular difficult story, but there are others too who would have mm-hmm. similar stories mm-hmm. in their families mm-hmm. and they are trying to choose between yes. them and is, is that not a difficult thing for anyone to do? There is and I do have to say I have the utmost respect for the people who work in the county council because it is a hard job and there's homeless families all over the place which there shouldn't be just like the healthcare system has gone down the drain so is the housing families and hotels it's disgraceful in this day and age 2020 but Joe I would be freeing up my house for another family to move into to get back into the city and as you said like there is other cases but I've seen cases Joe where people haven't had any medical needs and they were rehoused and let's just say I put it in Commas, if I was a bad person, if my family were very bad people, we would be rehoused very quickly back into Limerick and I would guarantee that. Do you sure. believe that? I do, 100%. 100% because I've seen it. Yeah, and the council, I'll argue that actually we got in touch with the council yeah. to see what they had to say about your situation and um, what they said to us was we don't comment on individual cases mm-hmm. um, as they don't believe personal information should be discussed in such a public forum. As a general rule, the council say applications are treated in a very sensitive matter and priority is given to those who require it most. However, there is a list for those who are looking for transfers and a scarcity of houses actually available. That's That was what the council said to us. But that's fair enough. But then I found eight houses that are available. So why can't we be put on for one of those houses as well as other applicants also? And, and these are specifically council houses, you yes, say? Yes, they're council houses. So in the meantime... You're waiting and uh, you are obviously going, unfortunately, and I'm sorry to put it so harshly, but this is the reality. You're going from seizure to seizure, really, aren't you? Yes. That, that's the concern for you, yes. for Jude. And now with the asthma on top of it and worrying about the Chiari for now is okay, yes. But who's to say down the line? Every day, Joe, is it can be a danger for Jude and it's important. This needs to be done quickly and fast. We can't be waiting. It's his life. And if my son, if anything does happen to my son, I have to say that the county council will have to take some responsibility. They will have they to. They would argue with that now. Of course they, they would. I know they would. And I would <laughs> argue know, back with they're them, not, Joe. They're not, they're not there Just, to, I know to, to represent the voice. Yes, the voice that's all. I, I, have, I have to make that point. But listen, thank you very much for coming and for telling your, your story. Please stay in touch with us. We want okay. to hear how you get on with it. Yeah, and just last thing to say, Joe, uh, my grandmother, Maura Duffy, was always on the post, Limerick leader. She used to always be on the radio with Joan Enan. So if she was alive today, she would be sitting here next to me and Joe, we, we would be going to the doll. I've contacted the housing allocations team, the head of um, the housing department. I've contacted TDs, not mentioning names. I've contacted um, the Minister for Housing, as I said again. And I've also contacted the president. That's how 
That's what I'm after doing. Well, I would say you're formidable enough uh, yourself, so I could only imagine what it would be like if my Maureen's grandmother was here. Yes, <laughs> she was here. I appreciate you taking time. No, to thank you to very me, much okay, for Joe. coming in. And look, uh, above all else, best of luck to Jude. Okay, thank, thank you, you, thank so you so much. Thank you, Olivia Cotter, for joining us. Call Limerick today now on forty six nineteen ninety five.